You know, they say all men are created equal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 when you go one on one, okay. Uh, but anyway, um, they've been playing that all week, getting ready for uh, sacrifice, which is what we're about to review. Sacrifice 2021. Uh, welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that's always, and I mean always, an instant classic. Haven't said that in a while, but it's back. It's back for this show only exclusively. That you um, said Dak is back. Dak, and Dak, Dak is back. He got signed. So that's, he got that's signed. another one. He got signed. That's another one. That's another one. But um, definitely excited to talk about this show. Um, I got a lot to say, I feel like. I don't know. I'll probably say nothing at the end of the day. But uh, but I got a lot to talk about, I feel like, at least. But overall, thoughts on the show in terms of sacrifice. Oh, welcome in, Justin. What's 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 up? What's up? How you, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. I keep losing awesome. my drink. Every time I look over, okay, I found it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, DJ here, Justin, over there. Um, and we're going to talk about this uh, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice show. Let's get an overall thoughts real quick. Overall, I thought this was really good. And I and I have been kind of all over the place with, with Impact and, and feeling some type of way about Impact and feeling like there's been something missing. Um and I mean, the only thing that's changed is what the commentary team. <laughs> like that's it. That's the only thing that's changed. Uh, but I feel like, and like I am not a Josh Matthews hater by any means. And everybody's like, I hate Josh Matthews. He sucks. Blah, blah. And I understand because Josh Matthews comes off a little bit like Michael Cole in a way, like a little bit like everything he says is too scripted. It's too. It's too for the company. There's no creativity in it. There's no like, oh, let's. Add that little bit in, like like I feel like Striker especially uh, has a way of kind of like getting you interested in what he's saying, like because and also he was a former wrestler, you know yeah. he's been in the ring before right. and he know he actually knows what moves to call and so has D'Lo Brown, you know he's he's been in the ring before also. D'Lo is not my like, favorite. He's not <laughs> your favorite. He's not my favorite at all. I love D'Lo as a wrestler as a character but as a like and it could be like i don't know how many times he's he's done commentary but some of the stuff he says is just completely generic or like it feels like he's treating me like i like i'm five and sometimes that's good um but like i don't know one of the perfect commentators that was able to do that for me like treat me like i'm five like like analyze the moves like that was um Taz. That that's the only one I could listen to that like he would like tell you why a headlock was in the way a headlock was in and you were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But like for some reason D'Lo, I like him and I, maybe it'll grow on me, but I think it could be a little inexperienced, I don't know, but like he comes off like he's trying to like this is wrestling and this is how wrestling works and I'm like like I got that deal. Well, of like, course we know like, that. Yeah. Like, dive, dive into it a little bit more. I don't know. It's just it's weird to me. Like I, I like the new commentary team. I think it's definitely took impact to another level in terms of me watching the matches. Um, I don't know if it's the crowd noise. I don't know, and they've added that too. But I don't know if it's the crowd noise. I think it's the commentary team because, I, you know, I don't think we realize how important the commentary and the fans in tandem helped out with with a, with a match. But listening to sacrifice like watching sacrifice made me like there was something about it that i was like excited to watch everything on it and albeit i've been watching uh most of the shows for impact leading up to it so i've been excited about pretty much everything going on 
and, and I have some things that I have some gripes with, but and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I mean, overall, I thought this show just got me excited. Like it got it, it like there was something about this show that's that was different from the previous pay-per-view we had and the previous special that we had. I can't think of the, the names in order. I think uh, No Surrender and then the one before that. Yeah, No Surrender was in February, and then mm-hmm. and then I think uh was it Genesis in January, maybe? Yeah, I mean, because this this to me felt like it may have been the best pay per view they've had in like a year, like True. since the pandemic started. It it just there was I don't know what it was I can't describe it, but there was something about it that just was different. It just it felt more lively. It I mean, it felt more maybe more polished. It felt more like it it just felt more exciting. Like I I think I have to give credit to the commentary team on that. I think because. I think it was the commentary team that made me feel like, okay, I can really get in, get excited into this. There were certain things and storylines I didn't understand that if the commentary team didn't continue to, to to rail on them, I probably wouldn't have. I would have been like, why is this happening? And like that's important because in the pre, under the previous regime of commentators, especially with Josh Matthews, it felt like every like, <laughs> all right. All right, Josh, you got to say it's boss time. Like, it felt like that. Of course, that's Michael, it's boss you know what time. I'm saying. Like, it's like, okay, she's getting on the announce table. Michael, Michael, it's your time. All right, it's boss. Does it, it just didn't, it felt like it was too much. I don't know. Too there scripted? was something too scripted. So, something about it just felt like it was, there was, there was promotion that didn't meet too many to be people, there. Too was, many people in their ear. Maybe. I don't know. Like, cause I, cause like this, like, like I said, I've always liked Striker. Um, and he comes off like a nerd, and maybe that's why I like him too. But like, I've always liked Striker because I mean, he, just, he was a teacher. He was a- <laughs> maybe that's why I don't know. He just like I'm not gonna say he's like the greatest commentator I ever heard in my life, but like he can get you excited and and get you interested in what you're watching. And I don't know what I I can't even explain why. Like there there's things that Matt Striker says that nobody else would ever say ever, and I guess I like that. But um, overall. Like I said, I think this is one of the best shows uh, of Impact's previous year, previous 12 months. Since the pandemic started, I think this is the best show I've seen from them. Um, every match felt like it had a good flow to it. Not, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about this show. I just went back and watched some of the matches that I felt like I missed. It just felt like the matches had a good flow. There wasn't a lot of, like, mistiming, misplacement. Like, there wasn't a lot of, lot of things that just felt out of place that just, like, even like the flow of the matches felt like they were smooth. Like it felt, I don't know if it felt old school to me, but like, it felt like it was just like everything was going as it needed to go. There wasn't these weird things that typically happen or weird pauses or weird miscommunications. Not that impact has a whole, whole lot of that, but like you see it a lot in wrestling It's weird. Like, like it's not all there completely, but overall, like I said, best show of the year um, for impact. Thought, uh, and and not 2021, but the the previous 12 months. But overall thoughts, Justin, on uh on, on sacrifice before we jump into it. You know, going into going into the show, I really wasn't expecting like a whole lot of it because sometimes these impact specials, sometimes they feel like this glorified impacts just with a name on you know sacrifice or you know insert another name like no surrender. Sometimes they just feel like uh, glorified impacts. You know, with a whole bunch of matches on it, with some title matches on it. Which, this show, I definitely agree with DJ. I don't know what it was, but this show felt different. 
Um, I was actually, again, excited for the show. I mean, last night, yeah, there were some hiccups with the show, you know, kind of having, like, the whole live stream, which, you know, with having, you know, their network and stuff, you know, it's it's hard for the company that doesn't put on a whole bunch of live shows a year. Yeah. So they have to kind of get around these. I, I got to know, it feels like every single... Every single special or pay-per-view I watch, they have some type of technical difficulty. There's <laughs> something. Every time, every time there is something because I feel the same way, uh, Justin. And coming from the production field that I'm in, I understand that nothing ever goes as planned when even when you plan it out to a T. But like, yeah, it's it, it is weird. I, I'm not I'm not and, sure why. I mean, their shows are recorded in advance and stuff like these yeah. um these specials are. I I'm not sure. They, I don't What's that? I don't know. Like they need to have, because I, I mean, I'm not as familiar. I'm only familiar with Impact Plus when I'm watching the, uh, the pay per views, like the live pay per views. But like maybe, and I know they have the little live feed that they use, and I always thought it was just the feed from Pluto TV, uh, the live feed that anybody can watch, uh, with just old matches and stuff like that on it. But like maybe they need to have like a monthly or even a weekly something, right? Like just. Just so, just to work the kinks out, because uh, sometimes if you're not used to going live and you're only going live once a month, it things can crash because they're not they're not being used as much as they should be or, or as much as they're accustomed to being used. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. And uh, there was something else I was going to say about that. Oh yeah, and also the with the network whole thing. Um, I mean, yeah. It is kind of buggy a little bit, like trying to watch some shows sometimes, or like, yeah, you try to go back and watch a show, and it takes a while. Like, it doesn't even show up sometimes. Like, I mean, they're still new with this whole network stuff, and like you said, you know, going live once a month, like things do crash when not using it for a while. But other than that, I thought the show was pretty good, and you know, there's still things that I you know gripe about with Impact, you know, with not having a crowd still. Like, why don't they you know bring out like what they do with AEW, you know, have would, some of the roster out there. I just wish they would explain it. Yeah. That, 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 like I, I'm completely fine with not having a crowd. If you don't feel like it's safe, but like, tell us that, like, like tell us that. So we're not always asking for it. Cause some, there, there's some stuff that we don't understand that we want to know. And we feel like we know, but we just don't. So like, mm-hmm. tell me like, okay, we're, this is a small arena. Social distancing isn't really possible. Whatever you got to say, like, but like, let us know. So because, like, there has to be like a. I think it was, and I was, I can't remember what match it was, but I guess we'll get to it when we when we get into it. But there was a match I was watching, and I was like, "Thank you for using, like, their Twitter personality against their in ring personality." Because people oh, don't yeah. do that a lot, and I can't remember mm-hmm. what I can't remember what match it was, and they'll probably come to me at some point. But like that needs to be done, and like this is the same thing. Like, like tell us, like you can tell us why, like you can tell us why you don't feel like it's it's you, you're ready to have a crowd out there. Why are we hearing crowd noise instead of like it doesn't always have to be like behind the curtain. I guess uh, it's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And another grip I kind of have about the show is I feel like. I don't know. And this isn't just TNA. Um, or this is this impact. I feel like this show that I was like noticing like a whole bunch of camera at different angles, you know, like they flip to different cameras like really quick. I go like quit 
switching camera angles so much. And Impact, they always have done that. You know, they always have done like weird like angles, like where they come up, you know, over the ring and stuff. It's it's kind of weird sometimes. Like, like I really noticed it in this show a lot. Like yeah. how they, and also I hate the way they kind of like point the you know the camera towards the stage. I wish it was like how. And that's how, you know, AEW does a lot of their stuff now also. But I don't know. That's a little grip I have. I don't like how they have some of their setup still. But that's basically the only grips I have about that right now. Um, I'm trying to think. Did I have anything else to say? Oh, real quick, <clears throat> while, we're, while we're on it. Um, as always, if you want to listen to us, you can. Uh, they're all on the bottom of the screen. I put them. I put them there. But if you are listening to us and you're like, "Hey, I want to watch you guys. You guys are weird. I want to see what you look like." Well, okay, you can go to Facebook or YouTube for that. Uh, but if you're watching this, you can go to uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Snapple Podcasts, uh, Ankle Podcast for, for just for, for jokes' sake. Ankle Podcast for jokes' sake. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, I try to post. Pretty much all, especially all the discussions and reviews on there. Of course, the watch along, we kind of make those Facebook exclusive. Uh, so if you want something that's kind of exclusive to Facebook, you got that. But nonetheless, um, let's jump into it, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the first freaking match was. Decay and Reno Scum. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, Decay versus Reno Scum, which I, which I, I thought was I thought was good. I, I like using uh, Black Taurus and Crazy Steve as a tag team. I think that's cool. I like I like the K because it gives Rosemary something to do without always having to go for the title. Um, I love that, and she's perfect in that role. I think she's perfect in that kind of manager type role to give her a little bit of rest, get her give her body, and that's a perfect thing that she can do too to give people's bodies a little bit of rest. Is like make them managers for you know a couple weeks or something and give them that that chance. But and I guess they're trying to figure out what to do with her since Taya left because that was kind of her main. You know, it was her main storyline was with Taya or involved, you know, within Taya. So they got to find something else. And of course, Decay came back off of that. Um, I I love Black, Black Taurus. Uh, I, I, I like the way he moves in the ring. Like I said, this was one another one of those matches where I felt like it was going to be kind of iffy. Like it was going to kind of just be like, oh, you know, oh, that's cool. But I mean, I thought it was, a, you know, really good. Like the flow was good. Black Tar- T- Taurus does a lot of stuff. Uh, that I feel like shouldn't be done <laughs> in terms of like how big he is. Um, he does some really cool stuff. I feel like, and I like, I like Crazy Steve's style. You know, I like I like the way he is. I think, and he fits Decay almost to a T perfectly. He he fits a faction like that perfectly. That and the menagerie and stuff like that. He he just I think he does some of his best work when he's with other people. Uh, I think he just adds that little kind of it element to it, but. I mean, I, I thought it was good. Decay won, right? Yeah, Decay did yeah. win, yeah. And I think it's a good way to introduce uh, Black Taurus without throwing him into a title picture or something like that. Adds another tag team to the fray as well, and I think that's good. Um, I, I think that's that's an excellent way of doing it. I want to see um, whenever Sue Young comes back, I want to see her and Rosemary tag team. Um, I think their characters can play re- very well off of each other. Uh, especially now that Sue Young's character in Impact is more developed, I think I think that would be really good, uh, really nice to see we, we Rosemary and, and them go after the the Impact 
tag team titles, the uh, women's tag team titles. I mean, they go out the men's if they want to. Whatever, whatever. I mean, whatever. They, I mean, they, they love doing those intergender tag team matches over here. I mean, <laughs> but, intergender matches over here in Impact. Right. Uh, but um, what were your uh, what were your thoughts on? I thought the match was pretty good. I mean, kind of, you know, at the beginning, I thought this match was kind of just going to be like a normal impact match, but it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it was good that the right team went over here. I'm not the biggest fan of Reno Scum with Luster Legend and um, what's his name? Adam Thorstall. I never been they the just, biggest. They lost some steam. Like, like I remember when they were in impact and when we were doing the reviews, Mm-hmm. When they were in Impact, bruh, like, like the first time, they were awesome. Like, I was like, push them. And then they left, and, like, I don't know what happened when they brought them back, but they just weren't the same thing that, that I was expecting uh, when, they, when they brought them back. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for coming by. Like, oh, I, I appreciate it. Of course, we uh, both appreciate all of us. But. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. I just don't really – I'm, I don't feel them. I don't really like Reno Scum that much. I, I don't know what it is about them. I just, the, I just don't find them. What's the word I'm trying to say? Yeah, I just don't like them that much. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fine matchup. But I mean, both teams worked really well together. And you know, I like having Rosemary as you know, like you said, as the manager and stuff because it lets her you know take a little time off. You know, lets her heal up a little bit and. You know, having Crazy Steve, you know, Rosemary, you know, it's like the old Decay a little bit, you know, minus Abyss and stuff. Yeah, but Abyss was Abyss was great in Decay, too. True, um, true. Because that's when he was beautiful, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I, I, I freaking love that. <laughs> now, if we can only get Abyss back, but, you know, um, he's over there and working backstage with WWE now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. pretty sure. Um, yeah, but no, it, it was a fine match. Um, good way to open the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good match. Uh, jumping into Tanil Dashwood and Caleb with a K versus Havoc and Nevaeh. Speaking of intergender type matches, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love uh, Caleb with a K and and Tennille. They're they're perfect. Um, it feels like, and I don't know how you feel about uh, Tennille's character right now, but like at first, like it felt like we were gonna get like a really serious Emma. Um, you know, like when she turned heel and she, you know, it's all about me, Emma. But like, I like this like mix of serious Emma and like goofy, like like Emma. You know, like I like like the Emma that we're used to seeing. You know, what I'm saying that mm-hmm. that Emma that like that got over NXT that was just goofy and wacky and and wild. Like I like the mix of it because you see it in like especially her backstage. Uh, stuff you see, kind of that like goofy, funny Emma, but you know, at the same time, she has that like serious demeanor too, and I like it. Um, I think it adds to the character a little bit because I mean, I, the the you know the the evolution definitely got over uh, in, in NXT, and then the the um, WWE botched it on the main roster. So, but I mean, I I thought this match was uh, like. And and this is what I'm talking about when when I talk about impact and what makes me want to say that impact like if I watched impact consistently I'd probably say they're they're the best weekly show to me because it's not hard to watch and even like the funny stuff and the jokey stuff like some for some reason like reels me in because um, like this like Caleb with a K is like the and 
and Tanil is like the goofiest thing you'll probably watch, but like it's not bad goofy. It's not like oh turn the TV, you know, goofy. It, it's like it's a good, fun, n- nice balance of funny, uh, but you can still take them seriously. Like it's not Otis goof. Sorry, sorry, Otis. But anyway, I, <laughs> but <laughs> I just I, I just like it, you know, and like even with this match, like with Havoc and Nevaeh. It, it, it was good, and I think they're setting up a Havoc and Nevaeh breakup, it looks like, because uh, they get they lose all the time, and they're getting closer and closer to losing. Um, but, like, because like, I feel like if you're going to put Havoc and Nevaeh over, have them pin Caleb with a K, because that doesn't hurt Tennille at all. You know, and Caleb, you know, Caleb's just kind of in the comedy, funny assistant he, role. He, he's the goof. Yeah, he's the goof. Uh I mean, but I mean, for you know, I thought I thought it was a pretty good match. I mean, I thought it was, I, you know it had its funny moments. Um, I, I didn't think the flow was bad. It didn't get awkward when Caleb K came in the match or anything like that. I mean, I I, I thought it was good. Um, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I thought the match was um, pretty good. I thought that you know it seems like when to deal Dashwood, you know, when she's always talking up with somebody else, she always loses. But here, you know, she's actually talking about her, you know, manager, you know, Caleb, Caleb with the K. Um, but she, she actually pulled out the winner, which I was quite surprised about, which I, I hope they eventually start pushing her towards the uh, the knockouts championship because she could be a great knockouts champion. Like, and her, you know, she could have a great match with uh, Deanna Perrazzo. That'd be, I would love to see that. Um but I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused with like this rivalry here, like the way this storyline's going, like because she was trying to break up, you know, she was trying to get Havoc, you know, to join her, and then you know Havoc and Nevaeh, you know, they're trying to get out on the same page, and it's kind of still looks like they're going to break up, but I um, don't know where like Tennille stands in with this whole rivalry here, so I'm kind of confused on that side a little bit with this match, but the, but the match was fine. Um, I mean, Caleb with the K, I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, it, it wasn't really awkward when he was getting into the ring, you know, when he was actually squaring off with Havoc and Nevaeh. I mean, he, he did get beat up by them a lot, but, you know, that's you know, Caleb because he doesn't have – I mean, but the moves that he was doing, he is actually pretty good in the ring, you know, for the stuff that he was doing. You know what? We need a Caleb with a K versus Casey. We need a Caleb with a K and Casey match. It's <laughs> the O'Malley. We need a Caleb with a K versus Casey with a C. Yeah, we Casey with a C. C. O. Madley. Yes, we need that. <laughs> Book that. <laughs> no, but the match is fine, though. All right. Uh, Violent by Design, which was Diener and Joe Doring, which was a, a nice change uh, from usually Eric Young is very involved in this, but with Diener getting a more prominent role and Joe not just standing around in the background now, it's kind of cool to you know, see this see this pairing going up against Chris Saban and James Storm. Um, I, I I enjoyed this match too. It had a little bit of interference in it. Um, like like I said before, like this is the perfect way to to build up Diener or something. You know, I mean, and not not as Jake something uh, or not as Cody something, but uh, build up Diener as you know a a real threat to to something. You know, the the mid card title. You know, ta- even even as a tag team or something like that, like you know, just like builds him up a, as a guy you can that, that has some credibility uh, for lack of a better term. And and I mean, I think they're doing a good job with it. They haven't really done a 
done as great of a job of explaining violent by design, but I think that's good. And it could be, for lack of a better term, by design to show us, you know, to kind of like give us something to, to try to figure out ourselves. Because, uh, I mean, I like violent by design, but I don't know their purpose. I don't know what, you know, what are they trying to do? Why are they recruiting all these people, you know? And how are they recruiting everybody that it seems like they screw over? You know, like, like why is this happening? Because, of course, at the end of the match, Rhino came in and, and he turned and they had already they had attacked Rhino because uh, he was talking to Slater. And that could be because they don't have anything to do with Rhino right now. And they couldn't just I mean, I guess they could have just wrote him off TV. But, you know, you got him under contract. Why not? And with Slater being hurt and maybe the injury is a little bit more serious than maybe we thought it was going to be or maybe they thought it was going to be. So they they turned him and had him join forces with Violent by Design. But, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I wonder if he's going to shave his head. I don't think his hair will ever grow back if he does because I don't think he's ever shaved his head. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I like it. You know, it gives, it gives him another veteran presence in there uh, to kind of do his thing. And, you know, Rhino's a brute as is. So I think that adds to it. I, I, I'm excited, you know. I'm, I'm excited to see what what Rhino adds to the group. And kind of what, what happens with, with EY, Joe Doring, and everybody. Because, you know, I think Joe Doring has definitely grow, you know, grown on me. Uh, of course, EY has always been been great. You wonder what he's going to do. You know, you wonder what's their next kind of next kind of path, you know, of destruction, all of that. Like, what are they going to do? So uh, I'm curious. But, I mean, I, I, I thought this was – it, it was a good match, and and I think it had a good little little turn at the end. And I think Rhino did an excellent job with his with his gore, uh, because there was somebody on the apron, um, and he went to hit them off the ropes, and that's how he hit the ropes for his gore. Like, I think thank it you. was. Oh man, who was <laughs> Jake? Something was it Jake? Something? I think it might have been Jake. Something on the apron. But, but like, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you. That's what. Like that, that's, that's what needs to happen. Like that's a, that's a, that, that was an excellent way. And, and I'd already seen it um, because I watched the match. So I, when I, when I watched it again, I, watching him go and try to hit Jake off the ropes and then bounce off the ropes and hit the gore. That was freaking all. Yeah, Rhino may have the greatest spear of all time. I, I, nobody gives Rhino like his credit. Go, it looks like he was going to go after violent by design, you know, cause yeah. Like, yeah. It looks like he was going to help out mm. Saban and Storm. I think it was EY or something. It wasn't Jake something. I'm thinking about the turn. It, yeah. it was like EY or something. Uh, and then he speared, he speared Chris Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and, and I thought that was good. That was that that the way they set that up was awesome. And and I haven't seen a turn like that where like you could like, and I'm not saying you couldn't see it coming because I already saw it, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. When you watched it, could did it look like he was really like? It felt to me like he was really going after Violent by Design and not the other way around. Um, yeah, he just kind of turned it around, which I thought was cool. Um, so that was mm-hmm. good. I want to see what they're gonna do with it because I, I like Violent by Design. I want a little bit more explanation. I want to know a little bit more about him. But I mean, that's still a good thing because I mean, if if you're to the point where you know everything, there's no point of you know watching them anymore, is it? So I mean, I I, I think it's good, but uh. Justin, what were your thoughts on the uh, Violent by Design versus Saban and Storm match? Yeah, I thought the match was good. Um, both teams worked, you know, really well together. Um, you know, J- James Storm and Chris Saban, you know, the veterans in this match, and you had more of, you know, kind of. I mean, Cody Deaner or Cody, <laughs> not Deaner, Cody and um, 
uh, Joe Dorian, you know, they're kind of like the, you know, the newer guys here and stuff. So, I mean, both teams worked really well together, especially towards the end, you know, when all a whole bunch of stuff was breaking down, you saw Jake something and Eric Young going at it. Um, it's, it was just a whole bunch of crazy mess at the end there. And especially like DJ said, you know, with Rhino coming out, uh, like I, I did not see this coming at all. Cause you know, he just got, um, a few months ago, you know, he got beaten up by violent by design and he joined them. Like I, like I, I want to get an explanation. Like why, why did he join him? Like, why is he, did they go like, Hey, you know what? You got that call your shot. Um, you know, champ trophy, whatever. Because they won that battle royal a long time ago, him and he mm-hmm. Slater. So you know maybe that could have something to do with it. I, I know it's it's very interesting. I think and, I think factions are more interesting when you have a real tag team. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering what direction they're gonna go. Um, it makes more. I think it makes more sense to keep he by himself. Uh, or have Rhino turn back against Violet by Design? Because yeah, I, I kind of feeling maybe he could be only joining Violet by Design to get inside the group and like try to beat yeah, him down that way, the group a little bit, yeah. infiltrate the group, kind of like what MJF has been trying to do. And right. it, hey, have this group go over to AEW, have them go attack them. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, I would love to see that. Well, and I think, but you know, people will make a joke of. People yeah. make a joke like, "Oh, why? Why are these guys here?" You know, you know how people shit on Impact a lot, mm-hmm. but well, I, that would be a bad too, idea. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I think another another option that they have is have Jake something join Violent by Design. Now you got a real tag team in Violent by Design, and you didn't mm-hmm. have like because it's one of those things where Violent by Design breaks you down, and eventually they take you. So. Have like have Rhino break away. As Rhino's breaking away, you can have Jake something join, uh, and then it makes more sense because Rhino. It makes sense on the surface because they kind of just break you down until you join. So why not have Jake something? It take a little bit longer for him to break down and join, and then you got the Deaners back, but you kind of got a darker version of the Deaners, a heel version of the Deaners a more violent, more aggressive, more vicious version of the Deaners. And now you got, you can add another, like you got Slater and and Heath as a tag team. That's another tag team you can add to your list. And then you got um, the Deaners coming out of Violent by Design as a tag team. Then Dory. Did did he say say Slayers and Heath? Slater Slater and uh, Rhino, you know what I'm saying. You got them (laughs) as a tag team. Yes, I did. But you got them as a tag team. Um, Yeah, Slater and Heath, that's a great tag team. I I love them. I mean, Ethan Page fight himself. Uh, That's true. He got his heart taken out. Oh, man, that was bad. That was bad. But, no, I I thought this, you know, watching this turn, I liked it, you know, and it was just like a big 180 here, which I like the surprise that surprise factor that with wrestling because sometimes like like yeah, this is like really predictable and stuff. But no, it, I liked it here though. It was good. Well, I think I think the show had its fair share of surprises, and maybe that's what made it that much better. Was there were some surprises True. sprinkled in that I wasn't expecting. I don't know if you were expecting them, but I, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh. Then there was Eddie Edwards versus Brian Myers in a hold harmless match, which was basically what? Uh, uh, no hold bar. No, 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 no,
it, it's crazy. Like all of these, you know, you know, wrestling companies, you know, they have you know different names for like no holds barred, you know, extreme rules or like a three way dance or, or whatever. <laughs> I know that they're not dancing. They're not having through. They're not dancing three ways. Can I like, have like? Can I have a grape here? Like, and, and I, I probably sound like Jim Cornette at this point, but like, and and who would have thought we ever would have said that on this podcast? But like, can we just have a wrestling show for once? This is my. This is one of my one of my gripes about this show. Um, I'm cool with like. Impact has hardcore matches all the time. Every show. Every show. They don't need to be every show. I don't know what, like, and maybe it's always been a thing that Impact has done and I've just been missing it. But, like, every show, and Eddie Edwards is probably involved. <laughs> Speaking of Eddie Edwards, he is so generic. Like, he I tell you, he's, he's, it's like the so so generic uh, indie wrestler or something. Like I, I liked him better when he was a part of the Wolves because I mean I like the character. There's just no there's no reason for it. Like it does, like at first it was like he was unhinged. Like okay cool, but then once he turned face, you can't be unhinged anymore. Like it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't you know like and they're trying. I guess they're trying to keep him as like a tweener almost in t- at times, but nah, nah, it's not working. And his attire, like, I understand he's, you know, Boston, Massachusetts and stuff, you know, green, you know, the Celtics. Speaking, You know, you need to take off that color, those colors. Celtics, no. Just no. Just no, okay? Can I have the police snow box? Because I, th- those pants also look really ugly on you. We should start calling them, we should start calling them green pants. Coming from a Bulls fans, ladies and gentlemen. Coming from a yeah. Bulls yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but no, back back to what you were saying. I mean, I just like I like Eddie, I do, but like, nah, bro. It, it just it's not it's not working. Like, and like, I just, I don't know. I would have just rather have seen this as a as a as a good like just a normal match. I don't think we're at the point with this rivalry, and maybe we are. Maybe I'm not, maybe I haven't been watching enough to to really realize it. But I just don't think we're at the point of the like. It used to be that like the the hardcore matches were either one, either one a grudge match where like it was needed, or two, it was still needed, but it was like the to end a feud. It was the blow off type match. But like I I just I don't understand it here. Doesn't mean it wasn't a good match. It was a good match. But why? Why do we need this match? Why do we need this type of match? Um and and and, 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 like, I mean, I, I would say, like, give me a cage match or something like that. You know, you can't run or something. But, like, then I'm going back into the same thing. We're going back into the – that's the one thing I like about Impact, But besides the hardcore matches, of course, um, that are good. I'm not discrediting the matches. Um, but besides the hardcore matches, like, Impact does a pretty good job of making things feel special, uh, making their specialty matches feel special. Um when it comes down to like Ultimate X, you don't see it as much. But when you do, you're like, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I got to watch this show. Uh, same thing, even with the steel cage matches. I don't think you see it. I don't know when the last time they did a steel cage match was. I want to say it was Callahan Cage, which was like two years ago. But yeah, I could I be think wrong. So. But like, I think that's what I'm right. saying. Like, I'm cool. Like, like, I can't, 
Like, I can't get too mad at Impact because they do a good job with every other match. But it's like the no DQ matches for some reason are just like every show. Every show, there's got to be some sort of hardcore, full metal mayhem, uh, insert city name here, street fight, insert city name here, black back lot brawl. Like, there's got to be something. Always, always no, with impact. I mean, they're a little brother to you know ECW guys, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the yeah. match was. I thought the match was good. Um, like I feel like during these um hardcore matches, I feel like they always bring out the same weapons. You know, bringing out a cookie sheet. Like, why you always have to bring out cookie sheets and like trash can lids and all that? Like, I mean. Can't you bring out like bring out a ladder? Do something like I mean that those are kind of a smaller gripes about this match, um, but I do like that spot that Eddie Edwards did like through the table, um, the backpack stunner he put, uh, yeah he put um, Brian Myers through the table, which also okay so the lead up to this match I really like you know kind of like this promo, like when it showed uh, Brian Myers and Scott Demore kind of talking. And saying, yeah, let's. So, me and him are ha- having a. He said, me and him, he said uh, that he's going to have a, whatchamacallit, a submission match. He thought it was going to be a submission match. He was like, have your lawyer read over what a note, what a whole harmless, um, whole harmless match is. <laughs> so, I thought that was funny. And also, they were kind of making a joke about um, the whole eye versus eye, ma- eye for an eye match. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like, no, we're not going to have a stupid eye for an eye match. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, and also we saw Hernandez and, you know, we saw Hernandez and Matt Cardona get involved in the match. So I feel like this feud is going, we're going to get something between uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. I mean, we got to, I, I feel like that's going to happen at the next pay-per-view, um, which is Rebellion, which is going to be, I think it's on April 24th. But yeah, I just think it's um, very interesting, like what they got going on here. Which I, I love this whole character with Brian Myers being the most professional wrestler. Like I, I love that whole gimmick with him. And then I love how certain things will happen, and he'll be like, "That's not professional." <laughs> that, yes, yes, I, I love it. Um, but like, like I said about some of those weapons that they bring brought to this match, like cookie sheets, and like I like I feel like. Every hardcore match in Impact now, we always see some cookie sheets brought out. We all see, you know, see steel chairs brought out, which I like that suplex onto the steel chairs. That was nice during the match. Um, there was an air spotlight during the match. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, oh man, I, t- I told about the backpack stunner. That was a nice spot. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Oh, there was a move on the steel steps. That was nice. Uh, where oh, um, um, you talking about where he tripped his leg? Yeah, where he's yeah, that yeah, was that nice was good. Time. And then I don't know if you talked about the spot on the where Myers was under the ring and he pulled him into the apron. Oh, that, that was, was cool. nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was kind of different. I thought he was just going to try to run away for a minute there, but instead he pulled him into the ring apron. He pulled him into the apron, which. Uh, that was really smart. And even the commentary team was like, oh, we never seen anything like that before. You know, like something different, something unique. So, which I like how the commentary team was doing that. But no, it was a good match, though. It was good. Definitely. Uh, Impact, 
tag knockouts tag team titles. Um, Fire and Flavor versus Jordan Grace and Jazz. Um, another match which I thought was excellent. Uh, I personally, uh, just personal opinion, personal preference, um, in terms of female, and they don't even have but like three, but like, and maybe, and, and let me just focus on the champions. I think more than anything, except in, instead of the roster, of course, because of course, Impact doesn't have as many uh, knockouts tag teams yet. But in terms of like the champions, I think fire and flavor are the best out of all the, uh, all of the women's tag team champions. They're, they're way better than Shotzi and Ember Moon. I mean, I think that even if you go back to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez for the uh, half a night, they held the titles. They, I think I'd say they I'd say they have a little bit more chemistry than they do. They have way more chemistry than Shotzi and Ember. No offense to Shotzi. They're Ember. better than my um, hole. They're, they're better than them because, like that. Like I mean, I know like the chemistry's there now and all that. Like because they've been teaming for a while, but like that was random. So it's like and and just like one of the it was the bar situation where they kind of like were against each other and then oh you know hey we're gonna be a tag team you know and then they have the tag title like I just think fire and flavor have a good chemistry together they they look they they act like they'd actually be friends you know they and they probably are but like they act like they'd actually be friends they come off like they'd actually be uh you know that that they would work well together that they'd have a chemistry um and I, I, the tag team moves in this match, I thought were good. I, I really enjoyed it. The the little heel tactics that that Tasha and Kiera do, I think, were good. And and like this was another one of those matches where like timing and like uh, t- timing and and like the effort put into the match made it look really good from from all four women involved in um, the referee too. Like it, it just like there was things where people were caught up in the corner and, and the, the breakups and stuff like that. They just were excellently done. Um, they were perfectly done in this match. The, the only one I had a little bit of a gripe with, but they did a good job on the replay of showing another angle was Jordan Grace hit some sort of move and was going to pin her near the corner, going to pin, I think it was uh, Kiara near the corner. And she looked up uh, and saw Tasha. I, it looked like oh. what I saw. Yeah, because um, Tasha, she did a frogs, she did a, like a splash on top of her. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep, yeah, and and that was the only one that felt like the not that the timing was off, uh, but more so like Jordan saw her. So why would Jordan let her dive on her? Uh, it, it, it looked like she saw her. Maybe she didn't look up at all. Maybe it just she was just like you know trying to get the pin. You know how they like nod their head when they're going for the pin or whatever. But uh, maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was that. But I mean. I, I thought this match was, was excellent. I, I like Jazz and Jordan as a team. I think it gives Jordan Grace something else to do. Uh, I would like to see her as a dominant heel, Jordan. I, I really would. And I like, once again, playing off the commentary team, I like the commentary team mentioning, you know, Jordan's youth a little bit and saying that, you know, Jazz is helping her out in certain ways. Um, I, I like that. Like, like, like that's – that's perfect. Like that, that's excellent analysis of what you're doing because it's like, it makes sense. Like, even if it's not true, it makes sense. Like it, like jazz has been in wrestling for however long, right? Like at least 20 years. So it makes sense that 
she would import some wisdom on Jordan Grace. Um, I hope, I hope we get a Jordan Grace heel turn and she gets to feud with Jazz for for a month or two. I think that would be. I mean, we did see them have a match at was it Genesis, which they yeah. like that was a good match. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty. Good but match. I want to see like I want to see like heel dominant Jordan Grace. That mm-hmm. almost like that could possibly. I don't know if it will, but eventually, let's say eventually. Bring her back to the knockout championship because I think Jordan Grace is worthy of a good knockout title run, but I think she'll be better as a heel. She's freaking huge, <laughs> like like, and not in a bad way, like or not that's a bad thing anyway. But I'm saying like she's freaking huge, like she's jacked, like th- like her as a heel would be awesome. Would she's be ma- awesome. she's mama punk. She's mom, <laughs> you know how she did the whole thing with uh, <laughs> Scott Steiner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A while back, and yeah, she has a siren in there, you know, and stuff. Yeah, um, and her theme song. I just think I think it works. Like I, I, I think her as a heel would be way, uh, way better than her as a face. I like her as a face. She's not bad as a face. Um, she's just not. She's not over the top as a face. I think she could do much more. You know, much better work uh, as a heel. And I don't. I had. I wanted to make this point, at some, but I can't. I, I think I was going to make it the main event. So. I I, I, I'll wait on it, but what was your thoughts on the uh, tag team title match? Of course, Kier and uh, Tasha retained. Yes, they should. Yes, yeah, this match was good. Um, you know, I really like the chemistry, like you said. The chemistry between uh, Kier and uh, Tasha still is like, they're, I'm, this tag team is like so over. I love them so much. And how at the beginning of the match where, you know, Tasha Stills, you know, she was kind of, you know, looked like she was injured, but, you know, how she reeled in, you know, Jordan Grace and hit that big, that knee to the face. That was nice during the match. Um, you know, how they were kind of, you know, p- breaking apart the ring and stuff, you know, doing, you know, like what Dominic's heel do and stuff, you know, how they, you know, kept him in that corner. I thought that was good. And, of course, we had a hot, you know, hot tags in this match where Jordan Grace, you know, the, pa- the power of Jordan Grace, you know, she would come in. And you know, clean house against Tasha and Kara, but no, the, both all four of these women worked really well together. And I wonder what they're you know, I would love to, like um, before this, you know, I really wasn't thinking about having you know Jordan Grace turn heel, but I would love to see that though. At, now that you brought that up, I would love to see Jordan Grace turn heel on Jazz. Go like, we can't win the tag team titles. You know, we, we can't, we just can't win these. Ma- I mean, they're winning other matches, but they can't, they're like, we can't win the big one. Well, because so, it doesn't make sense for Jazz to turn heel because mm-hmm. she's probably not going to be there, but for so long. So mm-hmm. have Jordan turn heel and, and make, make, a, make a run out of it. Make it a little mini feud. How the, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. But then again, like it's who goes after these knockouts tight team titles next? Like, because we don't have really many tight teams over here. I mean, right. except for you know Havoc and the Veil, which you know who knows what they're doing, trying to break them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and like you lost Taya, so you don't have Taya and Rosemary. That's why I was saying maybe Rosemary and uh, Rosemary and Sue Young. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then, but, I, but you do have Deanna or not Deanna? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got Deanna and um. Kimberly, Kimberly. You got that. Or you um, got Kimberly and um, Susie. Yeah, I think it would be cool or to see. Susan. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did a Susan, um, trying to like embrace the monster type storyline with Rosemary, and that's how they end up tagging in some way. Uh-huh. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they went that route. 
which I kind of want to see, you know, some of these teams that were in the um, the whole women's tournament. I want to see some of these teams come back, like the Sea Stars. Um, what's her name? Renee something. Renee Michael. Or something. I can't remember her name. Was that Renee? Renee Maverick. I don't think that's. I mean, that's not her in ring name. Renee Michelle. Renee Michelle. Yeah, I like to see her. Damn, but I can't remember who her partner is. Wouldn't we all? Killer Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's your partner, Killer, Killer Kelly. I like to see her back. Um, so yeah, bring some of these, bring some like other teams in. You know, that actually makes sense. You know, just don't pair with some random teams together, like to the old Ashwood and um, uh, Eddie Edwards' wife. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, and maybe that's a perfect uh, shout out to Eddie uh, for taking shots at Justin here, but uh. I think that would be good for Alicia because Alicia is lost in the sauce. Um, and not yeah, she like she like there's nothing for her to do, like put her in a tag team and maybe that'll help her. I mean, like, maybe that'll give her more of something, or maybe a more of a character. Cause right now she's just Eddie Edwards' wife and like that's not and she's the whole poker thing backstage with yeah. uh not Johnny Bro. Yeah, Johnny Bravo's back there. Who like you know what they could do? I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Why don't they do Tanil Dashwood and Caleb with the K? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we have we did see ODB and EY win the titles, win those knockouts titles. I think I think Tanil and and Caleb with the K would be better than that. Like, True. I think it would be even better. Like, I think it would be hilarious. Um, because I, I mean, EY and ODB was good. Don't get me wrong, but I I, I think it could be better. But um. Any more thoughts on that uh, tag team title match? Nope. All right. X Division Championship. TJP and Ace Austin. Bruh. Um, th- now, this was not better than Josh Alexander. Was it Josh Alexander and TJP? Or was it or was it the match before I said it was, it was Josh Alexander and Josh Alexander and TJP? This was not better than not Josh Alexander and TJP. Uh, maybe because it surprised me and maybe because I had expectations for this match. But this match was really good. Um, it's a close second because Ace Austin is absolutely ridiculous. Um, TJP is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, like the talent between those two is un- un- unparamount. They, they they are two of the best in in the world. Period. Um, I, I I love them both. They they they're both just very smooth in the ring. Uh, TJP is like the smoothest wrestler I may have ever watched in my life. Um, he just, his transitions are, are awesome. And then Ace Austin comes in here and he's like, hold my beer because you watch Ace Austin and you feel the same way. Like you're like, this guy's freaking awesome. And, and as a heel, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as a heel, like, like his, his promo skills and I please, please reinvigorate the feud between him and Trey McGill, please. It needs to happen. That was a great underrated feud. Uh, and don't involve Trey's mom this time. Just let it be a real. Just let it be a real. Who's better than who? Type thing, please. This needs you know, to and, and there's so many great you know wrestlers in this X division. You know, like you have Chris Bay over here. You know, TJP. Um, you know, Rohit Raju, which Rohit, he's so hilarious. I do see Rohit as a champion again eventually. You know, Ace Austin, you know, Trey Miguel. Like, this, this X Division is pretty good right now. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I and, and uh, Eddie, you know, got to, got to, you know, got to. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I feel like, man, there is a lot of talent in the X Division. And even Josh Alexander, adding him in, um, he's way better than I ever thought than I ever thought he would be because I always thought he was a tag team guy. So I, I, I fooled myself. But like he's way better than I ever thought he would be. And like I think just the promos that Ace Austin is going to cut as Expedition Champion is going to be great. He had a, a pretty long Expedition Championship run before. Um, I don't think it's going to go that long this time. But they do a pretty good job of keeping titles on people for a long time. The perks of having uh, not as many pay per views, but now they've gotten back to what pretty much 12 a year if we count the specials and the pay-per-views together, which I think needs to go down a little bit, just a little, just, just a little bit. Cause I think like, that's what I liked about that. Like, I didn't like the fact that there was only like four, but I I mean, give me six, maybe eight at the most. I don't think you need 12. I think 12 is just too much. 12, 12 is almost like overkill. And I mean, I know it's what we're used to, but like, you know, be be that different that we want it to be. The, the crazy part is, and, and people are so like, and they always have been for 20 years, 20 plus years on impact, just on impact all the time and how how they're not good and all this. But the funny part is you put impact in AEW's arena and people will be like, this is an awesome show. True. What? Yeah. Uh, so like, it, like hey, I, I, I want them to like find – just find a bigger arena. I don't care if you fill it out. Just find a bigger arena and make your just remember that people for some reason really care about production quality. They really do. Thank you. That's true. I mean, yeah, like you said, people just love the crap on you know impact. Say, oh, you know, they're gonna go dead. You know, people are you know leaving the company and stuff, like you know, how they just you know lost Ethan Page. Um, how they lost Ty Valkyrie, you know, like, I mean, every, like, every few years, you're like, yeah, teenage is going dead, you know, this is the year that they're going to die. But no, they've been really solid. Like, I feel like if they get a bigger network, you know, I mean, not that Access TV is, you know, a bad network to be on. I mean, it is better than some of these, you know, other networks that they have been on in the past, like Pop TV, uh, what else, Destination America, you know, some of these little channels that I have never well, heard of. Well, and two, don't be afraid to take a chance. Like, mm-hmm. talk to talk. Like, there's networks in their streaming services that don't have wrestling, and now Peacock has it. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, keep your access deal. Keep 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 your access deal. But talk to Netflix and be like, would you like live wrestling? Or on, talk to you know, it, doesn't be, it doesn't have to be Tuesdays. It can be Wednesday. It could be Thursday, just a completely yeah, Hulu's another one that like, like, like I would, cause like, and I, we've talked about this before. I would go to, to, to Netflix and be like, Hulu has live sports. Peacock has live sports. Where's your live sports? Like, like, how are you competing with them? I get it. You're, you're the top of the top in movies and TV, but Where's your where's your like where's your live sports at? Actually, like, I think your, like, I think Hulu does have live sports. Or you know, like, yeah, to- they run the commercials. I, I know they have yeah. live sports for a fact. Uh-huh. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like Hulu has it, Peacock has it, uh-huh. Netflix. You're behind now in in, in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you, like I, my thing is this: you run Impact from eight to ten on 
Thursdays, then or even Tuesdays, whatever. You run you run impact during that time slot. And then the NBA's like, hey, uh, we got some games that the only like league league pass exclusives. You guys want to pay for those? Like, then you're like opening yourself up for other things that that like these other guys have. You know, Peacock has I, I don't they have live I know they have live channels. I'm not sure about live sports right off the top of my head, but I know Hulu does for a fact. They they promote it like like it's going out of style. True. They promote like it's the you know WWE you know network, you know, how when say nine ninety nine, you know, it's free for this month, you know, like how Michael Cole was promoting that, which hopefully we yeah. don't hear like go subscribe to Peacock, which he you know he's probably gonna go out, he's probably <laughs> gonna be promoting that out the ass. Um, Dixie Dixie Carter Carter does not, she does no, she doesn't still run the company. I, I don't know what she's doing now, though. I don't know if she's like, I don't even think she's really involved. Or like, she, if she's, she tweeted something like, she was like, Oh, I would love to see this. Like, with so, like, Kenny Omega and like either Moose for Moose versus um, Kenny Omega or Moose versus Rich Swan. So, she did tweet something about that. Um, but I'm not she, really exactly she works for Anthem. She works for Anthem. I just don't think she's like she has an on-screen role or like does anything with like wrestling operations. I, I think she's great. still like, I mean, it, it, to a certain degree. Like, I think I think it helps, but then again, what has Impact done since besides change names a hundred times since she's left? <laughs> like, what has Impact done to like galvanize anybody back into it? I mean, at least it, she has a broad match. Much. I mean, at least Hulk Hogan is there, isn't there right now. But I mean, oh, you know, I, I it's it's interesting because uh, I, I am curious to see what I, I, I now I kind of want to look it up and see what she's doing. But like her her Twitter handle is still TNA Dixie. So I think she still supports the company um, and she probably still has some sort of share in it. Uh, she probably just doesn't do like the she doesn't do anything with like operations and hiring and any of that, which is, which I think and I, I could agree with you now. It, I, I think is a good thing because it wasn't really her thing, but I mean, I, I I'm not gonna say she didn't love the company when she was in it. Um, you know, like I, I think she made some rookie mistakes. I'll give her I'll give her that because she's never been in wrestling before. Uh, Ted Turner did the same thing. <laughs> That's what happened to WCW. So. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I I mean I don't know like I. Put them in a bigger arena. Just put them in a bigger arena. Up your production quality because I've heard it from people myself that they're just like, is that Impact? Is that TNA? What the heck is that? Uh, and that's off of the production quality alone. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 a crucial, crucial thing. But nonetheless. What match were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, it's Austin and uh, TJP. Yeah. yeah, this was this was a good match. Like the chemistry between both guys, you know, really back and forth match between them. A whole bunch of reversals. Like it, it was technical, you know, high flying. There was this one spot that, uh, it was not TJP. It was about to say Reju. Um, Ace Austin, he did this like cool enziguri, like the springboard kick off the. Yeah, he did the springboard kick. That was pretty cool during the match. Um, which I really wasn't expecting a title change here. I, I really wasn't expecting that when um, Ace Austin hit the fold to get to one, two, three. I like, like, what? But I'm happy they do have him as champion now. And 
I feel like he's gonna put on some like great matches. I mean, even he works great as a heel, also. I mean, he, I mean, he, you know, with doing putting on great matches, you know, he doesn't have to have Madman Fulton involved in every single match, which is good. Yeah. You know, not every heel, you know, does that, you know, well. But Ace Austin, he does that fine. You know, he doesn't have to have an interference in every single match. Yeah, but no, it was this was a good match here. I really enjoyed it, and and I like that his uh, I like his finisher move the 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 fold. Um, <laughs> the fold is like the Canadian destroyer. If everybody didn't use it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that as a finisher. It's I I, I like it. Yeah, and also I wish he still you know brought the card and you know kind of like sliced you know kind of sliced his opponent's finger. Yeah. I don't, not, he's the, still, not the fingies. <laughs> he still uses the card. I just don't think he uses it in that way, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I saw I him. He, I saw him pull out the card. Yeah, like I saw he, he before he did the fold. He he had the card. He still has it. I guess he just doesn't slice the the fingies anymore. Slice the fingies. No, but it, it was a good match. You know, it was it's surprising that he did win the title. Which you know, like I said, I like. Surprising all these impacts plus specials because it feels like you know sometimes they feel like glorified impacts. And before you know, you know, last year when they first brought back, like, well, there's not gonna be much sub, um, not substance, um, there's not gonna be much you know stuff that goes into these shows here. You know, there's gonna be like, hey, you know, we're gonna put the show on here, but they actually been doing. Some pretty good things on here, you know, actually building up feuds, having title changes. Like, hey, if you want to watch this, you know, go subscribe to the you know Impact Plus. I mean, and it's it's pretty worth it, you know. It's only I mean, it's less than the network, you know, it's like eight bucks or seven dollars or something like that. But no, I I've been enjoying it though. It's it's good though. All right. Um <clears throat> moving on to the I think we got the knockouts championship match with Deanna Parazzo and ODB. Another uh, match I thought I thought was good. I thought the flow was good. You know, I, I like ODB, and I think they 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 definitely done some good things with Deanna Parazzo. Um, you know, I think she's obviously the the top woman in in, in the company, um, and they do. I feel like between her and Tessa, um, they did some very good stuff with both of them. Like they they really make their heel champions, especially. Uh, especially in the knockouts division, feel like they could be, they could go with anybody, and I like that. I, I think I think that's great. Um, ODB is awesome as usual. I, I think she does some some great some great stuff. Uh, yes, ODB is still, <laughs> she just came back like a month ago, maybe I think. Yeah, she or yeah, she came back like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. O- ODB is awesome, um, and it was cool to see her in a title match again. I, I I like her a lot, and and I think I think she, I, I think her and Deanna did. It felt like they they did good work. Of course, the ODB did did her normal stuff, but like you know, I I like ODB has always been unique to me, and in, in the way she you know she has her own you know she has her own style and her own unique covers, her own you know unique moves, and I think I think that's that's good. Like that that's that's a good part about ODB, but. Deanna retain as she should. Um, out almost makes me wonder who's going to take the title off of off of her when they do, because uh, well, because she because she had lost it to um, to Sue Young, 
And I think she was well because remember she was supposed to lose it to uh, shoot who was she, yeah, was, she was supposed to Kylie lose it Ray. to uh, yeah Kylie Ray before uh, she had everything you know which I would like, love to see, I, I would love I would love to see Kylie Ray come back to wrestling yeah I don't know if she will uh, yeah I I agree Eddie I I I think she's I, I th- there's something about like the the realism of it and and you know we we make the comparison to like movies and and stuff like that all the time uh and I, like i used to hate the the soap opera thing um and it grew on me a little bit more but i i kind of equated a little more to to movies now like an action film almost uh like you know it has to be a level of believability and i think odb odb feels like she lives her character um and i think that's that's important uh is for for her to 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 live her character i i, I think I mean, I, I I like it. I, I thought it was great, but um, hmm. Justin, what was your thoughts on the knockout title match? I thought the match was good. I mean, the two different contracting you know, of styles here. You know, you had the more technical side of Deanna Perazzo. You know, she can lock in you know different holds. You know, at any given time. And then you had more of the brawling style of ODB. You know, like she didn't care how she got the job done. You know, st- the stuff wasn't going to be pretty. You know, her some of her moves wouldn't turn out pretty, but you know, I mean, she was just one of those like brawlers, which I, I kind of enjoy that about her. And, um, you know, see, watching her do like the dirty dozen and stuff, that's one of my favorite moves she does, the, the dirty dozen. Um, but I'm happy that Deanna Peraza retained because, like, like, I mean, ODB doesn't need the title and stuff, and um, I just feel like they were just kind of having like a placeholder until. You know, having her in this match until Mountain Dew Zero. I never drank that, but it's that, it's that watermelon kind. That watermelon kind. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, Eddie, Eddie asked me what I was drinking. Yeah, it was not high seas. That uh, that watermelon uh, Mountain Dew watermelon that I don't really even like, but I gotta get rid of them. <laughs> uh but no, the match was good, and I wonder who. Dan Peraza is going to be facing at the next show, which yeah, the next show is Rebellion. That, that's the next time they're on paper, actual pay per view. Um, but no, it, it was it was a good match show. Both women worked really well together. All right, jumping into the Impact World Tag Team Title Match, the Good Brothers of Spin Juice, another surprising uh, one, but. The uh, the commentators I think did a good job of like talking about the arrogance. That was the whole like story of this this kind of feud, this match, the build up to this match was the arrogance and how even in the video package, how they almost lost the match. You know the Good Brothers talking about you know Finjus got mad at them because they always almost lost the eight man. I think it was eight man. Eight yeah, man. it was a uh, eight man tag team match. Yeah, yeah, they they almost lost that eight man tag team match because the Good Brothers are just being arrogant and you know, being kind of the arrogant, cocky champions. But I think, you know, they played on that so much in this match. That was kind of like the whole, you know, gist of it was, you know, that there's the good brothers are arrogant. They've been there before. They've done it before. You know, then on the They're other like, side, you got the kids. Kind of the calling, young- you know, you know, Finn Juice, you know, calling them, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Calling them young boys, you know, like, hey, they should be carrying our bags into the arena still like they were, yeah. you know, in New Japan. Right, right. And, uh, I mean, I think <laughs> – and this one's a one I kind of have a 
kind of a gripe with, kind of an issue with. Um, on one hand, like I think it was cool. It was I was surprised, like it shocked me that that they actually you know had them win the titles, especially at, at the first pay per view they they were on. I mean, they hadn't came to Impact, but two, I think it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. Um, and they built this whole you know built this whole feud on kind of the the back of the you know ones the veterans and they're cocky and then the the young boys who work you know just just you know work rate young boys type type style like that but i'm i'm almost like i don't know how to feel because on one hand i think it's cool it's a good surprise i think you know i think it was it's welcomed but on the other hand impact has to stop acting like they're the lower level of everybody else. Because uh, number one, and we talked about it with the AEW commercials, they, they're bearing you every chance they get on commercial. They never promote your show. They never promote the fact that it's, it's always, oh, AEW's coming to Impact. It's never, Impact's coming to AEW this week. Nope, nope, never that. Never. I'm, I maybe, and they may have said that when the Good Brothers showed up in AEW that one time. Yeah, they but. did, and they they still been you know showing up. To I feel like you know taking the titles off of the Good Brothers, I feel like they're going to go to do more stuff with AEW now. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know really what they're going to be doing. It, but you know, since these shows are taped so far in advance, yeah. because you know I, I still I've been watching New Japan stuff, which. David Finley and Juice Robinson, they're over back in Japan again, which I go like, how did they get over to America that quick? I go like, I mean, how did they get over back to Japan that quick? Like, what? Like, how is this? How is this possible? But no, the, uh, for, I forget these shows are taped in advance. I just, it just seems like Impact's always burying themselves. And I'll never understand it. Because because we all know, Kitty's going to face Rich Swan. And uh, next month, and he's gonna win because you gotta put AEW over, like you have to, and it just, it just, uh, this is, I mean, and and I get it, this not technically AEW, but Impact putting somebody else over again, um, and I get it, it's a selfless business, I understand that, but like you can't, you can't always put everybody over yourself though, like. And this is another chance where they did that. And I don't like, I like the surprise, but at the same time, I'm sitting here like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, you can have a good match and prove that Finn Juice is, is, a, is a really good team without having them win the titles. I'm fine with them winning the titles sometime down the road, but like, I feel like you're banging your own talent again by doing this. Um, same thing with with the thing coming up with, with Swan and Omega, like I, I hope Swan wins, but there's just something telling me that they're going to put AEW over because AEW, since they started the whole agreement that they've been working together, AEW has went over in every way, every time, except for, of course, uh, you know, private party didn't win the, uh, the tag. I think they went for the tag titles, right? They didn't win the tag titles, but like when it comes to the world world championship and it's title for title, I just now, now I wonder, and I don't know what this means. Like, and that's why I'm confused. And I don't want to get too too far ahead of myself. 
But since we're here, there's no need to going back. I don't know what, what it's going to mean in terms of if Kenny wins and he wins the Unified Impact Championships, does that unify that, that with the AEW title? Can he defend them both separately? Like, because mm-hmm. with – and kind of getting into the main event, with Moose losing somehow, losing uh, against Rich Swan, which was another surprise. I'm, it's a welcome surprise. I'm good with that one. But with – with Moose losing to Rich Swan and Rich Swan now having the unified impact, unified impact or the impact TNA, I don't know what they're. I feel like Rich Swan, he's not going to be carrying around that the the white strap much anymore. I feel like they're just gonna, or maybe they might make a new title. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I, I I don't know what they're gonna do, but I, it makes me I wonder. Kind of, like, I kind of have a feeling they're kind of you know trying to do what uh, New Japan is doing, you know, kind of get rid of like. Two titles and just to bring them into one. But when I, f- I also feel like when when Kenny wins this match because he's going to because that's what they're gonna do. Um, when because Impact sees it more beneficial to work with AEW than AEW does with Impact. Um, and and it shows when this happens when Kenny wins and he's got the unified Impact title and he's got the AEW title. I think it'll probably be Moose that takes it off of him. Yeah, because my question is, can Moose take the Impact title back without taking the AEW title? I'm cool if he if he takes them both, but I just don't see that happening. Is he going to be able to defend them both separately or not? Mm-hmm. That's where my questions lie. Um, but okay, so back about to the um tie team match. I thought the ma- match was good, you know, with Finn Juice and the Good Brothers. Yeah, and the surprise element here, like, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting title changing, you know, this quick here because they haven't really been on much, you know, they only a few episodes of Impact. And I go, like, what? They're, they're champions now. What? Like, that's what that's what I kind of like now that they're doing, you know, having title changes on these smaller um, Impact specials. So that's that's I like the surprise element because, like I said, in wrestling these days, you like everything is like predictable, you know, especially in WWE. Yeah, I'll um, give them that. I'll give them that. They did surprise me tonight. But yeah. then again, like uh, I, you know, I it didn't start coming to my mind until you were saying about you know how Impact are kind of you know burying themselves a little bit, you know, putting the title on you know people from different companies, you know, from New Japan, you know, not you know not have them in the same company like it i mean who knows maybe they did sign with um maybe they are signed with impact now i i don't know but i mean they are still you know working with new japan um but yeah i definitely do see that you know especially you know we do see that with the um with the commercials that uh aw does you know each week like yeah you know we're not you know for giving you all this money here, but you know we we don't really care about you guys over here. You know we're just doing it to benefit us, which you know it's more that Impact sees AEW, you know sees AEW as you know benefit, but AEW doesn't really see Impact. As well, a and I think too, like even when you look at Don Callis, who works for Impact, of course, uh, he's like all over AEW trying to get you know, uh, trying to get Kenny to collect the, the impact titles and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't, 
I I just don't understand why Impact can continuously buries themselves. Like why? What? Like, mm-hmm. And this was another indication of that. Not and I and I'm glad that that we got the surprise. I think it was a welcome surprise. But at the same time, it it just like it's it just doesn't make sense. I don't think not yet. Yeah, um, it, yeah it just doesn't. No. But I mean, and it could be like, oh, it's a fluke, and they win it back very, very soon. But how often does that happen? <laughs> like, how often does that actually happen? Right. Oh, but uh, let's jump into the main event and our thoughts on the main event. Moose versus Respawn. Like I said, the ending was surprising because I was expecting Moose to come in and win this match. Uh, but it was it was also like weird because Moose. I'm trying to figure out if it made any sense logically. Like I know it's wrestling logic, so it can't always make sense. But like you're telling me Moose was focused, didn't say anything, didn't pose, just came to the ring, tried to handle business and go home with both titles. And he lost. Mm -hmm. You've been building him up for how long? You've been doing this embrace the, you know, embrace your inner monster, you know, control your own narrative thing since the EC3 thing uh, <clears throat> middle last year, latest last year. And then he went on kind of this almost like this run of dominance in a way uh, for a little bit. It was like a run of fraud, but then it became a run of dominance. And then at the peak slash end of the run of dominance, you have Riswan beat him. It. It just didn't it, – it, like, I was happy about the surprise of it because I wasn't expecting Rishwan to win, and I'm fine with Rishwan as champion. But – and I don't know if they're, like, hoping that Rishwan and Kenny will be a better match. I think, I think it would definitely be a good match. But, like, I just – I don't know. And, and, can, and then – and that also is why it, it pushes me to believe – that they'll have Kenny win the title because I don't think Swan loses anything by losing the title to Kenny Omega. Moose is practically red hot right now. So if you have him lose win the title and then lose the title to Kenny Omega. That would kind of hurt him a little bit. All of that for that. You know, like yeah. all all of that build up for for eh, you know, for for you know, and it's just and you can't, and I don't think you can do that. So maybe that's the direction they're going in. Um, I would love for, I want to see Kenny Omega win the titles because I think that's going to happen. And then have Moose show up to AEW and beat the snot out of Kenny Omega and take the title back. He doesn't have to challenge for the AEW title unless he wants to. Uh, but do I really think AEW is going to give the AEW championship to, to Impact, even just for a little bit? For a little cross promotion, eh, debatable. <laughs> I just don't see it. But I mean, have him win it back. Have him beat the crap out of Kenny Omega. Don't it ain't like Kenny got any friends at this point. <laughs> so have have him beat Kenny Omega and win the title back. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't I don't know. Like it's I, I'm indifferent about it because on one hand, I don't want Impact to put over AEW any more than they've already have, but. At the same time, I think it'll be a cool moment. I think it'll be cool to see the Impact title on AEW. Like, I think, and I hope, I hope 
that they build it on both shows, like because they haven't done that as much. Uh, like, and and I could be mistaken. I don't know. I and and uh, fill me in if I'm wrong, Justin, because of course you watch AEW a little more than I do. But I don't think they built up Private Party and the Good Brothers on AEW. It was only on Impact. Yeah, it was only on Impact. I mean, they didn't men- they did mention it on commentary. Say, oh yeah, the um, Private Party is going to be going after the Impact title, tight team titles. It just doesn't uh, make sense. If, if, if it just doesn't make sense because the only real like crossover that's that's built from show to show was Kenny when he first when he first won the won the AEW Championship and. He went on impact the next week like mm-hmm. that. That was the only that's the only real like crossover that was, you know, which you know, he wasn't really, you know, in, you know, in the arena and stuff, you know, he was on the bus yeah. and stuff. But yeah, still. Just, I, I just, I'm tired of impact acting like they're the little brother to AEW. You've been around for 20 freaking years. Act like it. Mm hmm. Like you have way more merit than AEW, AEW has, and somebody record that and put that out, and mention mm-hmm. AEW while you're at it because mm-hmm. you got way more merit than AEW will have for for the next ten years. Like I get it, I get it. AEW is the new hot thing. I completely understand it, but do not if you're Impact. And whoever the heck is running them at this point, do not continue to bury yourself because the fans want you to. Screw them. Mm-hmm. Get them out. Of, get them out of your face. You're the company. Like it just no, no, no. I just it. Th- this is what frustrates me. Like I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm excited for it. I am. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm not excited for it. I'm excited for Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a good match. It's going and I think like it really has it's really to the point where it could go either way. But why? Why keep banning yourself? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Why? What's the point? Like, yeah. Like, what good are you doing yourself? That you they won't like it's it's like an uneven relationship. Mm-hmm. You're putting in all the work and they're reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. They're, getting, they're getting a little extra screen time. They're, they're coming to the company with 20 years of merit and saying, hey, 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 uh, let me put our champion on, on, on your uh, on your on your screen. Yeah. Do you get kind of but you but you're the 20 year old company that doesn't have as good of a TV deal as you probably should. They're on TNT and they won't promote you. But like maybe. A, oh, yeah. That's yeah, all you I, do. do you think that Tony Khan could buy a? I mean, not not AW, could buy Impact in the future? Maybe, maybe. Just like for, I don't know. What is he gonna uh, buy it Ta- for talent? No, I want to say or talent. Maybe for, for the library. He can't get it. But, May, they, but I, I feel like that's the reason. AW as of right now, where are they gonna put the library? Or, you know, they could use that as, like, their own library, you know, start putting their stuff on you know, Impact Plus. And, sure. Or they could, like, joint it, you know. Even, I mean? with G- even with Global Force, 
Global mm. Force is a shell of a company, was a shell of a company, still is a shell of a company, and you still put them over your own talent. Explain. Right. How? Why? Yeah. You yeah. changed your freaking name to G. The Global Force. Global. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, give me. What's your thoughts on the main event? What's your thoughts on all of this? I guess I, I am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the match was really good. Like the match wise between these guys was really good. Um, I like how you know right off the gate, Rich Swan. You know he tries to do. You know he tries to you know have a quick start on him because you know he has more of the. You know he's much smaller. You know he's much more flying. So we had to be more. He had to be quicker than Moose, and you know Moose had more more of the power on him and stuff. But I like how. Rich was kind of targeting uh, Moose's shoulder, like running him to like all three ring posts. I thought that was pretty cool during the match. Um, uh, also, v- DJ is going to love this. The, the whole thingies we saw um, there was a what was it? Moose had in a um, abdominal stretch on, and you know I like how Moose had locked on. But then Rich, I mean, Rich started grabbing the fingers of Moose. I go, not the fingies. Like, he's doing the fingy stuff there. So I know DJ loved that. <laughs> um, and it's crazy the stuff that Moose does in this match. Like, it's crazy how athletic he is. Like, him running up to the top rope and getting that cutter. That, that was getting cuttered uh, by Rich Swan. That was nice. And there was another spot where he runs up to the top and he hit like a fall away slam moonsault. Yeah. That yeah. was nice. People were commenting on He posted some of it. And they were like, how did you not win? And I'm like, thank you. Thank it, you. How? Which, here's what would have made sense. It would have made sense to bring Kenny Omega out and, you know, kind of have help Rich Swan win the match. Because I feel like if Moose would have won the match, you know, because like he he could be going like, can you make it can have this thing like, hey, you know, the reason why you know I costed Moose the match is because you know I don't you know I don't think it would say it's because like I don't think I could beat Moose. You know, Moose is a you know big guy, so maybe that's why I think you know maybe they'll save Moose and um, can you make it down the line here? Because it would make sense to have you know. Uh, Moose lose the title right away to Kenny Omega. I would just think that would just, just bury the whole thing. They're like, so what's the point of Moose now? You know, because you know they were building up like you know he was going after the world title. Yeah, and then he I mean, just lose the it. only other thing they could have done was waited on this. Uh, had Moose continue to carry around the TNA title and be like, kind of call Kenny Omega out. Uh-huh. And, you know, ha- you know, kind of call Kenny Omega out. They, so they so they never do the thing where they make the TNA World Title a real title, um, especially if they're going to unify it a couple weeks later. Anyway, they never make it a, a real world title. He's still claiming to be the world champion. He's like Kenny, you know, I, I'm coming out. You know, I'm, I'm the belt collector. I'm coming after you. Kenny's like, Moose, you're not a real real champion. I want Rich Swan. And then, you know, Moose somehow loses his match. Let's just say, and then they have or they. Well, yeah, I mean, because they have to have a world title match on on sacrifice. So let's just say Moose somehow, like you said, Kenny comes in, he interferes, something, something like that. Um, and then have Kenny and Rich go go at it, and then you know, title for title, 
have Kenny win and then have Moose finally win the title that way. Yeah, see that that's how I see this kind of going. Moose finally went to all you know him kind of not I think you know that kind of be a little like turn him tweener a little bit, you know, maybe turn him face a little bit because he's going, hey, you know, he stole our title. You know, we're gonna go get I'm gonna go get it back for us. You know, kind of doing that a little bit. I think that, that that's the most logical. I feel like that's the direction they're going with going in this. Um but yeah, it was it was a really good match. Both guys worked really well together, which um, you know, the having the whole roll up at the end of which DJ loved DJ loved those finishes. I, I'm uh, and I mean it made sense because mm-hmm. it mean, kept Moose strong both, also. Yeah, and they're they're both focused. Like it made like Rizwan didn't dance at all. I did more dancing during his interest than he did. So like it makes it it makes sense, but and, and like here, like I'm okay with it because you don't you do want to protect Moose because Moose is red hot. Like Moose is I mean, he's got the highest ceiling right now in terms of like, you know, what you want. You want him as champion. You want him as a real champion, but I guess they're waiting on it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think like interference would have made sense. Yeah, how I mean, you, if you don't have you don't have Kenny booked for the show, you didn't pay him for the show or whatever, have the good brothers do it. Mm. They you know they're connected to Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, have the good bears come out and say, you know, I could I could see, you know, Kenny going like, yeah, he's kind of afraid of he's kind of afraid of Moose because that match that they had was it back at oh hard to kill that six man tag match. Moose looked great in that match. I mean, he freaking that Spanish fly he did to Kenny Omega in that match. And you Moose know, is way, ridiculous. I don't care what anybody says. He is ridiculous. ridiculous. And I would love to see him you know, go over to AW, you know, on a you know bigger stage and stuff. Because like you know, I loved him back, you know, Ring of Honor and stuff. I love him here on Impact. It's, to see him go on a bigger stage, even that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I feel like that's what they're gonna do. And hopefully they keep you know keep it going back on both shows, you know, AEW and Impact. Because I just don't want one show going over more, like DJ said. Because they need to quit, you know, they're they have more of the experience. They, they're the company that, that's been around for 20 years. Been around for 20 years. Mm. Like act like you've been around for 20 years. Don't act like you're the new comp they're the new company that's come. Even though all the fans go like this, why is this company still around and stuff? You know, you guys they lasted longer than WCW. And people still don't want to give them credit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had some cr- some weird decisions, you know, in the past and stuff. But that's every wrestling promotion. Like I tell you, this past you don't take chances, you'll never succeed. I mean, this past um, you know year, I said, has been pretty good with impact, you know, TV wise and stuff. And like you said earlier, you know, have the have you know impact and like. In the AEW type arena, and go like, what? This is Impact. This is a great show. I like. It's crazy because Impact, <laughs> Impact is one of those shows where I made it and watch at the time. Like I didn't get to watch Sammy Callahan's title run, but I know it was awesome because I because I went back and watched certain things and bits and pieces of it. Um, and that happens a lot with Impact. Like I'm like, 
I'm like, I didn't, I don't remember watching at this point in time or watching as much as I normally would or watching consistently, but mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Yeah, so, same with me here because I remember like there's there's sometimes you know I take a break from Impact you know for a, you know a few months and then oh yeah I want to come back and DJ know DJ knows that <laughs> and you know I, I told things you know I didn't like about TNA or you know Impact I, I still like to call them TNA and stuff but you know I still still things I don't like uh, you know like about it uh, speaking of baby but, <laughs> but this is. The most I liked Impact for a long time, like ever since I said last summer. That's when I really started getting into this. Like, oh, you know, when the WWE was releasing all, you know, all them guys, like, oh yeah, who's gonna be coming over here? You know, that's what really kicked it off. You know, the whole anniversary and the whole like Wrestle House was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Impact's been pretty good though. You know, ever since like from July to now, it's been not bad. Your TNA, darn it! Your TNA still. The NWA has went through worse than this. Come on, anyway. NWA, yeah, and you got. Come on, they kept their name, darn it. Anyway, anyway, any any other final thoughts on on sacrifice or impact? I felt like we'd have a pretty good discussion on this, and we yeah, it was a good show, but. Mm-mm-mm. But anyway, definitely hope you guys enjoyed as always. Um, shout out to Giraffe coming by, of course Eddie for coming by as well. Um, <clears throat> appreciate appreciate you guys as always. Um, be sure if you haven't already, if you like the video, share it with your friends, with your family, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, whoever you whoever you're talking to right now, right now, right now. Be like the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast. You got to watch it. You got to. You got to. Uh, if you don't like watching us. And it's probably Justin's fault. I'm kidding. But if you don't like watching us, it's um, Casey's fault. You know, watch our views go up. It's Casey's fault. <laughs> if you don't like watching us, um, or if you want to watch it somewhere else, YouTube, you got that. If you don't like watching us, we got Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts uh, on the uh, on the bottom of the screen as well. If you, if you want to want to go there, uh, just Google the Instant Class Wrestling Podcast, and you will find us because we you are. Find our, you find our beautiful faces, and also we are Googleable. Um, but as always, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. I I kind of you know Justin has been talking about it a little bit, and I kind of want to do it if I can get myself to watch Impact every week live or like close to live. Um, I I kind of want to get back into doing Impact reviews or something, even if it's just like a 15, 30 minute discussion about Impact in general, what they did though for the week or something, it, I, something. But like I I kind of want to do um. You know, all of us, you know, together do a weekly wrestling wrap up. Yeah. You know, for all the shows and stuff, like doing one, uh, one whole like doing like a whole bunch of reviews throughout the week. You know, like NXT, AW, Impact. You right. know, just doing like one thing like that. But we'll talk about that. Right. But nonetheless, as always, appreciate Justin for coming by. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next video, whatever that may be. As always, this was the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, an Instant Classic.